0: Tick, talk. Time runs backwards, my friends, and we find ourselves in the company of a strange folk. The heart we've known is one warped by cruel circumstances and machinations of a tyrannical rule of alefair. And those we followed into this drowned place have pasts unexplored, all their own. Our story tells of a new era to come and those who will midwife it, but to fully understand it we must first glimpse back. First, we begin with the Time-Killer himself. Setsun descends from time-breaking stock, and today we discover the world that led him to his place among the Iker, a spire on the precipice of Deicide. With his fists wrapped, and his fellow acolytes of a hidden order by his side, setsin will make decisions and fight battles that will echo unheard or otherwise throughout the rest of his temporally complex lifetime. The ability he bears that allows him purchase on reality are not just his own, and this week we discover those who bore them before him and of the fates that befell them. Welcome back to Unhallowed Shores. So we move to a little while ago. Several years ago, actually. Fifteen something close to it. To an event in the Spire. An event of some renown. An event that changed everything. An execution. Atop the spire, the solar church began to build a device. A device simply known as the machine. A guillotine of a kind. The blades the size of school buses, sprawled. Like an organ meant to destroy one particular kind of creature. A creature most would assume indestructible the gods themselves. The Solar Church captured Brinebreaker, a Nolish god, something with power stolen from the source, the new jobs gateway into their particular heaven. Brinebreaker found himself bound and trapped within Aelfir magics, and carried to the Solar Church as an object of derision, and hopefully refocus as a common enemy could draw together the divided populaces of the Elfir, the Drow, and the humans alike. This execution was the event of the year, probably of the century. The machine crackled, alive with galvanic energy for days beforehand, its blade hovering above, crowds slowly drawing and tents erecting as an event of untold magnitude began to set up aboard New Heaven. That ceiling of Spire, now gentrified, as the carrion priests were pushed to the fringes, their holy rites and sacraments hidden from sight of tourists, Aelfir, drow, and humans alike. Hidden within this crowd, we see a group of cloaked figures, wide-brimmed hats and parasols as far as the eye can see, especially due to the large drow population being present at this execution as well. Solar Church, unsurprisingly, has made many a forced convert. These cloaked figures walk bristling. In the Spire, carrying blades or weapons of any kind is illegal, unless you're a knight of the North Dock, or a guard, or one of the specially outfitted troops the Solar Church employs to deal with dissenters. Yet, one can see, bulging underneath these coats, there sit blades, and yet no one seems to bother them. In the front stands a mountain of a man. Chops line his jaw, and a slowly balding pate does nothing to deny his unimaginable strength. Behind him stands a crowd of similarly cloaked figures. Four in particular. One another mountain of a man standing just to the right of him completely bald, a mustache drooping off of his face, and a stern look focused forward. This man is clearly Aelfir, yet he walks with complete pride next to the man in front of him, who is neither Aelfir nor Drow nor human. The bluish, almost purplish tinge to his skin belies something else. A secret of a kind. Someone most folks around the Spire have no idea how to approach. To this very interesting man's left stands a much more slender individual. Long black hair, center-parted and steely-eyed, he's a drow, and a wide-brimmed hat sits atop him. It casts shadows over his steely gaze. He looks at the machine with the most vitriol of the lot. And to his left stands the most obviously armed. Of the bunch a woman with her hair pulled back the handle of a blade of some kind clearly poking out through her cloak but no one dares accost her and then to the right of the mountain of a man with the mustache stands an old friend to us but to our group something something of a newcomer sets this This is the sum of the infinite fist. Behind these five, we can tell the rest are acolytes of some kind, all following. And when the man in the front stops, everyone stops with him. He gazes out, staring at the machine, a wide berth being formed around the group. There it is. Disgusting. Don't you think, Setson?
1: I don't understand why they'd ever bother trying to mess with something they can't control. I mean, they're killing a god. Can you imagine how heartless somebody must be to do that?
0: I've seen the cruelty of the fear from on high. I do not doubt the depths of cruelty they contain within them its power you know it's all power if you can lay low a god what can't you lay low the the man in the wide-brimmed hat scoffs <laughs> i can think of a few things quiet valentine we descend once the ceremony begins we'll have cover the exit hatch over there fine gestures with his head and you can see that there is something like a maintenance hatch surrounded by a, a bit of a fence, but it's only guarded by a single individual. All we have to do is dispose of him, and then we have clean access.
1: Let's try to make sure that we're not uh, you know, raising too much of a scene while everything else is going on.
0: The man standing next to you, the other mountain, scoffs. <laughs> Don't worry we will not make too much of a scene luckily we have cover do you want to handle the guard sets or do you want me
1: i can i can handle it sure um a little nervous but i'm i'm sure uh you know once i get my blood pumping um this uh nervous feeling should go away
0: good it sounds like you will uh Impress everyone here, yeah? <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. The man claps a hand on your shoulder. Uh, a man you, of course, know as Yori, and even in that hand clap, you can feel the strength rippling through his arm.
1: Still, uh. still hurts just a little.
0: Oh, <laughs> sorry, little one. <laughs> and he releases his hand. The woman turns her head to you. Be careful, Setsen. They're not playing around here.
1: If they, um, they spot us, it'll probably turn out not so well for the rest of our lives. But I can do it. I can do it. Train for this for a very long time. Too long. Too long. All right. I'll, uh, I'll make my move once things are over and done with. Setson's kind of trying to remove himself from talking about the execution. It's not something that he would ever have imagined would happen in his lifetime, but now that that thought has entered his head, he cannot bear to think about it any further than he has to.
0: Yeah, that's pretty reasonable. Um, I think it takes a, a little while. You guys probably spend ten or so minutes. You got pretty close to the event itself, but in there's some waiting. And uh slowly this massive gilded orb begins to be paraded up and over towards the machine, and you see within it a sloshing, violent little knoll. Uh, surprisingly sized for what must be a god, but you can see he's covered in moss. It's like coral is growing out of the side of him. Um, But nonetheless, the water he commands is definitely supernatural. Yet the orb glows and thrashes against him as uh, he attempts to make some kind of final escape. And around him is surrounded an absolute small army of solar church operatives. Paladins, the extremely violent operatives of the church itself, of course, but also priests and scalds, the sort of warrior poets that lead the armies of the Eylphir. There begins to be a commotion, however, as the orb gets close, and an explosion rocks the crowd, extremely close to the machine. You can see... Some kind of violence has begun to kick up. People are screaming. Dark cloaks descend, and the scalds and paladins begin popping off gunfire. People from the crowd are yelling and rushing back towards the exit. You see, the exit has been barred, and chaos breaks out everywhere. Something's happening. Keep your heads low. Everyone, this is not our
1: fight. What's going on here? Yuri's right. Something's happening, but I can't tell you what. All right. We have to make use of this advantage while we still have it. I'm gonna go take care of the guard.
0: Go. Yuri will go with you. Valentine and Rio and I will stay with the Acolytes.
1: Alright. Will do. Getting up out of his seat and weaving through the crowd, Setson makes his way over to about a shady spot near the exit hatch. Yuri, are you ready to do this? Duh.
0: born. But I'm worried about this... Commotion.
1: So, kneeling down, Setson waits for an opportunity for the guard to turn his back. Once that opportunity is given, he's going to try and uh, sneak up from behind him and try to knock him out, hopefully. Setson's not the killing type for people he doesn't know are bad, I guess. If he doesn't know that somebody has done something absolutely horrible, um... He makes a very good attempt not to kill them. That rule is changed for paladins, however. They show zero mercy, and anyone without mercy in their hearts is already dead to him.
0: So, um, yeah, luckily this isn't a paladin. Just a guard. Uh, You know, hired drow. So uh, give me a kill,
1: but of course you won't necessarily be killing. Yeah, just a chop to the neck. Ooh, natural ten. Glorious. You do exactly what you want to do. All right. Slowly sort of sneak up, maintaining a low crouch. And just as the commotion raises, uh, Setson lifts his arm and brings it down to the side of the man's shoulder.
0: Yeah, he goes down like a sack of potatoes. All
1: right. Setson motions over to uh, call Yuri to the hatch.
0: Yeah, I mean, the moment your hand dropped into this guy's neck, Yuri was, was on it, and he's already straining to rip this hatch up out of its bearing. It looks like it has a lock, but it doesn't look like Yuri gives a shit. Um, and you can see the lock is slowly beginning to buckle under the force of Yuri's unbelievable musculature. Meanwhile, you can still see the commotion in the distance. Uh, Fine, Valentine, and Rio uh, are, are kind of standing with the Acolytes, probably about 20 feet out, waiting for the hatch to pop to sneak over. Um, but most of them are fixed on what's happening, in that the orb that contained Brinebreaker uh, is about to be pushed over the side of New Heaven. It's incredibly close. And now you realize there is, like, essentially a counter-army of what appear to be dressed paladins fighting against the rest of the paladins, uh, alongside some cloaked figures. um, There's a young man with red ropes whipping around. Um, It looks like it could be a bound... Um, you can see that there are some carrion priests in the mix, clearly there's some blood magic happening, shadows are dancing in and out of the, of the daylight, it, there's an intensive little scene happening, mostly obscured by crowd, but you're getting flashes, and Fines, height, and probably Yuri's, experience was close enough, are very clearly allowing them to see something happen.
1: We don't exactly have time to stay and watch this play out. Setson's gonna try and kick the lock to help break it open. I think it helps. Yeah, yeah, just a little kick.
0: Um, you can see the the metal kind of dents a little bit, and finally it stretches and pops. And with a with a heaving grunt, Yuri tears the hatch fully open quickly.
1: Did anybody notice? Um, you know, it seems like the commotion is hidden, you guys. Right, great. Is there any way I can get the attention of the
0: other acolytes? Luckily, um, Valentine was keeping an eye peeled. He tips his hat towards you and gestures to everybody else to to come running back towards the hatch with you.
1: Uh, Fine. You know the way. You first. Of course. Down.
0: Valentine, stay behind. What? Stay behind for a moment. See if there's any pursuers. I know you can handle them. Fine. Whatever. Valentine kind of crosses his arms and stares out from the hatch. Uh, Fine leads the charge. You guys come after him. The Acolyte's behind all of you guys. Again, probably about 12 of you altogether. Missing, Valentine. Um, And in you descend to the guts of this machine. Yeah, it's winding. Fine clearly has some kind of map he's scrawled, but it seems like he's getting frustrated interpreting it. What's going on here? Is... Did we get lost? No, they've expanded the machine somehow. Can't make heads or tails of some of these additions. Clearly, the map I was given is accurate, but... Again, it's been changed. It's like there's new elements to this machine. And then from behind you, clambering feet fast. Uh, Setson turns
1: around to see what's going on.
0: The acolytes part, and it's Valentine. His hat is off. Uh, you can see his, his black hair is tousled. It's got a curly kink to it. Um, you know, it's it's, it's very uh, textured, windblown, but typically he tries to keep it you know, needly parted. Um, it's gone completely wild, and there is absolute terror in his eyes. What happened? They, they got rid of Brinebreaker, and and then. Then. There's another god. There's there's another god. No. What? Fine kind of steps forward. What? They've brought another god to the. The opposing faction, whoever they were, they.
1: They have. They have Limia. No. What? No, 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 no.
0: A ripple of terror goes up through the Acolytes, and some of them start to spasm. I mean, some of them look like they're about to run back out to assist. Everybody hold firm. If the Paladins can't stop them and the Guard can't stop them, we we are not destined to change whatever is happening up there.
1: We've only got one shot to do this.
0: We do. Perhaps if we can master the technique, we can change this. Go back. Fine looks paralyzed for a moment. We continue on. I can still follow the map to the core.
1: Alright. We're probably going to have somebody following us the entire time, so we should probably try and lose him.
0: Yeah. Somebody definitely noticed me
1: going in, but I couldn't stay up there anymore. It's fine. It's fine. You did... You did your best. You did what you could. We, we have to get out of here as fast as possible.
0: Ryo draws her blade. A, a long, slender thing without quions. Uh, essentially just a handle straight into a blade. Um, and the absolute edge of it ripples. It's, it's difficult to look straight at. I can stay behind. Ryo, are you sure you can
1: take all of them?
0: Not all of them, but I can maintain our passage.
1: If that's what it takes. It's been fun. Go. Setson sort of closes his eyes and grits his teeth. He runs. He trusts that she knows what she is doing, but he doesn't exactly get excited. He knows what's going to happen, and he knows that Mario knows. The rest run with you.
0: Fine, so there's a few more issues making his way through the uh, guts of this machine, but... Eventually, the map holds true, and you make it to a giant, convulsing, tube-filled, luminescent, fluid-covered, engines thrumming heart of the machine. This is it. Immediately, there are probably four engineers here, and among them is a single solar church operative, immediately identifiable by the insignias he wears, he's got a high collar it's sort of a, a circle with the front cut out. It glistens, sends a sort of light electricity, almost, throughout the rest of this stiffened coat he wears. And the moment he sees you, he draws from his pack a short stick that he clicks and it expands, one end of it immediately cracking to li- crackling to life into a disk of light, almost like how halos are represented sometimes in Renaissance art. Not as a a, a thin line, but as a full golden disc. And he whips it over his head. He turns his head to the engineers and says, Go! And turns back to face you. Fine cracks his knuckles. Yuri pops his neck, and Valentine removes from his coat a long length of chain. One end ending in a weighted spiked ball, the other ending in a sickle. Yeah. We can take this. Go to the heart. Prepare the ritual. What? Prepare the ritual. All
1: right. Thank
0: you. The acolytes s- scatter back and back into the tunnel you came from, and then the higher level acolytes that you, Rio, Valentine, and Yuri represent step forward. Of course, Rio still being in the back. Fine slings you a pack. You can feel it heavy burdened with some kind of machine within.
1: This is it. One shot. I'm the one to make this. So you can make this roll
0: um, an evade to get there or a mend to set it up. Whatever feels right to you.
1: I think I'm gonna take mend to set it up.
0: Okay. So, luckily you're covered by the rest of the High Acolytes. Um, This solar church individual, Um, somebody you recognize from the debriefing before you and the order major way here. This is a solar architect, a terrifyingly powerful individual, similar to a Scald in their magic, working with galvanics technology, with god's blood, with a, a menagerie of materials to create some of the most devious and destructive devices on the face of Destera. It sprints forward and begins to sling its light-covered halberd towards the acolytes. Yuri manages to grab him, Fine gets a strike, and uh, Valentine swings the kasaragama and gets a wrap around the leg. Yet you can see the architect is not deterred. Um, He manages to throw off Yuri, strikes Fine with the butt of the halberd, and slashes at Valentine, getting a cut onto his leg. Uh, Let's see that meant.
1: Right. That's a nine. Fuck
0: yeah. So fantastic. Um, no, uh, no failure necessary. The architect summons something. It's, it's a construct, an automaton of a kind. Something like a cross between a crab and a scorpion. Um, and it clambers out of one of the tunnels, clearly intended for repairs of some kind, but now directed towards the rest of the High Acolytes and fine. Yet you manage to set up the device. You, you attach it to the heart. It's something like a defibrillator. Uh, clearly meant to siphon and attach to an individual, uh, with- with nodes that hook into the skin. Um, it doesn't take too long. You've all been trained into how this is supposed to attach, and you do it without a hitch. Now, how are you going to assist with this fight?
1: Those sort of nodes, are they attached to me, or...?
0: No, they're just kind of dangling off it. Like, it's like the handles of a defibrillator.
1: Alright. I'm going to call out first. Yuri, take care of the machine. I'll try and deal with the I'll try and deal with the heart.
0: Uh, Yuri turns from the fight. Uh, he's- he's been, you know, thrown away and struck, um, and he finally notices the machine as well, and nods and stumbles towards it, big galumphing footsteps, and manages to crash the thing to the ground, grappling some of its legs back and snapping one of its appendage, like, tool arms off. Perfect. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Fine notices what you're doing and and sees that the device has been set up onto the heart. And he grimaces, looking back at uh, the architect still flailing. Him and Valentine are now caught up. Valentine's wrapping his chain round and round his arm, still getting thrown off. The chain getting cut, yet Valentine seems to be able to reconnect the, the sickle or the weight immediately and produce more and more chain from underneath his cloak. Fine doesn't look like he wants to give up because he feels like if he looks like if he leaves Valentine, it's gonna be pretty
1: one-sided. I'm gonna go help Valentine. Okay, give me that kill. Let's uh, let's see how this goes. That's a natural ten. Wow, I'm just getting super lucky today. Damn, you are. These are incredible rolls. Yeah.
0: So uh, yeah, you managed to. Uh, how do you how do you help tackle the architect?
1: So, leaping down from large steaming mechanisms, sets and delivers a flying kick to um, the architect's back, and then sweeps his legs.
0: Nice. Yeah. And the architect goes down, Um, Valentine able to pull the sickle up and drive it into this guy's thigh. The architect screams out, but he's clearly been disabled to a degree. Rio stumbles in through a tunnel. She's missing, essentially below the elbow, her left arm. Uh, She's got bullet wounds riddling up the same side of her cloak and, uh, she
1: looks woozy. Rio, no! Setson goes over to help her. Are you gonna be okay? I just need to know that. They're... They're coming.
0: She slumps against the wall.
1: Ryo. Rio,
0: Rio, no! So you can either choose to, um, mend, uh, attempt to help Ryo here, do some kind of quick battlefield medic work, or you can do a preparation of some kind for whatever is coming behind her. You can see the Acolytes have all begun to hide themselves up and against the walls and within the, the crevices of this chamber.
1: Come on, Rio, I need you up. I'm going to, uh, try the mend. All right, take a crack. Satsun, so he can't even imagine trying to leave somebody behind. That's an eight. Jason Louise, these rolls are killer. Yeah. Let's see how long that lasts, eh?
0: So, uh, yeah, you're able to bind her stump really quickly. Um, it seems like a lot of the bullets pass clean through, so nothing embedded that's going to be too much of an issue. Unfortunately, this, this misfocus is, is allowed in the distance. Three more architects have come, and one of them immediately shoots something like a blow dart from his hand. He cups his hand and spits through it, and a mote of light pins itself into the side of Rio's cheek, and she screams in pain. Um, and it leaves a brand of some kind. You can see the architect recups his hand and aims it towards
1: you. Can I try and evade? Yeah, do. When someone's uh, pointing something at you, it's pretty vital that you'd not get hit by it. That doesn't help. That's a six. All right, not too bad. Um, let's do a D8. Let's do a D8 of fortune. All right. It's a six.
0: It's not good. Not,
1: not great, that's for sure.
0: So you managed to avoid it. However, the moat flies and whaps Valentine right in the back of the neck, and he screams out. Clearly, almost turning the tide against this architect. But this this sort of distraction, and this this newfound wound, gives just enough time for the architect to slam Valentine's skull against the ground, um, knocking him out cold. Fine, however, uses this opportunity to uh, kick the, the architect square in the back and send him sprawling. He looks back up at you, over at Rio and back to Yuri, who's now completely handled this machine. And he sprints over to the device you've hooked up into the heart of the machine.
1: Whatever you're going to do, do it quickly. We have to get out of here, immediately. If we want to escape with our lives, we have to leave. Seeing the three architects coming in from the tunnel, Setsen sort of finishes tying uh, Ryo's headband around her missing arm, kind of like a tourniquet. tries to help her up. Yeah, I think you guys managed to do it. Especially
0: the the, uh, successful evade. Um, And You can get out from the tunnel. Uh, Valentine's out cold, but Yuri takes over the fight with that architect who is deeply wounded and looks like he's about to choke him out pretty quick. We need to hurry! Yeah. Yuri echoing what you said. Fine sprints to the machine and begins to slam the hooks into the flesh of his chest and into his arms. All we can do is wait. We have to hold them off until the ritual above is complete.
1: Fine. Are you... Are you sure we can do this?
0: We have to. Alright. The sum of the infinite fist requires it.
1: And there's no other option?
0: No. We turn back and run, we die. We stay, we fight, we die. We have to complete the ritual.
1: Warrior's victory. Sets in, uh, sort of taps his knuckles together as a professional boxer would, and faces the crowd.
0: Yeah, the, the three architects step forward. So the one that's been cupping his hand is to the left of the one in the center. Uh, the one to the right of the one in the center uh, is carrying something like a mace. Uh, but similarly to the, the halberd that the one that is now pretty much all but passed out in Yuri's grip was carrying, um, it has intersecting disks of light crossing to make the the heads of the, halberd, uh, the heads of the mace. He crackles it to life, and then the one in the center begins to laugh. what's so funny you piece of shit what an excellent display we were just thinking this
1: day couldn't get any more interesting i can promise you that even if we do not leave here with our lives neither will you
0: (laughs) what a confident child what is your name little one
1: setson sets in. Disciple of the Sum of the Infinite Fist. Oh?
0: <laughs> what a name. What a paltry crew you are. I see your children are hiding in the
1: rafters.
0: I suppose they're no threat. We'll deal with them after we've dealt with you.
1: You'll have to go through me first to get to them.
0: Mmm. Sounds lovely.
1: The one in the center speaking has a half-shaven
0: head, the other half of his hair very, very straight, hanging over the side of his very cut jaw. Too cut, his bones are almost atrophied against his skin. You can see around his eyes, there's like something like frozen rot. And if you've lived in the spire long enough, you recognize all of these as symbols of the undying. This man has gone through surgery. He's bound his heart in a jar and had it replaced in his chest. He could be any age but he's now frozen in the age he once was probably you know late 30s early 40s he shrugs off his coat the big thick collar clattering to the ground to reveal a sleeveless vest it's got the insignia of the solar church emblazoned on it and his arms ripple shocking in size for this stature. the stature guys probably five seven five eight and you see wrapped around his knuckles are something like, something like brass knuckles. But he clinches his fist, flexing his arms, and the same yellowed physical light that the mace of his compatriot and the halberd of the knocked out architect once had crackles from the points of it. Four claws jutting out from his knuckles now. You want me to go through you, eh? I assure you I will have no issue.
1: How about it? Sets in um, gets into his stance. Three versus three seems even enough.
0: <laughs> let's make this fun. Why not just you and I? I'll tell my men to stand down. All right. I'll play your game. <laughs> then let's play. Begins to step down the stairs. You're kind of in like a depressed area of the ground, a little recessed area that you have to step down from stairs from the entrance to get to. Yeah. Um, almost like an arena. Yeah, who'd have thunk it? And, and his footsteps echo. There's heavy breathing. Seems like Valentine... Oh, Valentine's knocked out. Um, of course, is deposed. Yuri is holding, you know, holding back, and Fine is strapped into the device.
1: Setson knows that all he has to do is buy time. All he has to do is wait until the god is dead, and then everything can go back to the way it once was. He can get out of here... Most of his friends will still be intact, but he has to stall, and he can't make it obvious. Setting himself into more of a defensive stance, he stares down his opponent. Hmm. Setson, Setson, Setson. What a lovely name. Why don't you tell me yours so I can put it on your tombstone? (laughs) Lovely aplomb. I...
0: High Architect Adolfo, remember that name. Take it with you to whatever heaven you pray. I'll find you there. You're gonna have to crawl out of hell first. Lovely. And he very lazily raises his fists. Clearly almost like in a, like in a drunken kung fu style. Um, very clearly staying loose and fluid.
1: He's trying to bait me into doing something. Let's see how you react to this. So, uh, Setson's gonna try and fake him out with a uh, right hook and then get in for the payoff with a left uppercut.
0: Nice. Alright, um, you can do kill or evade here. I'm gonna go with kill. And this will be difficulty. Uh, Fuck, I forgot what they call it on heart. I'm just gonna say difficulty one. That's the Spire
1: thing. Alright, so remove a dice. You remove the top dice, yeah. Oof. Four. I'm not uh, succeeding in this. Give me a D10 blood stress. Oof. Youch. It's a
0: five. Um, you took a fallout to make sure you clear your fortune there. Which I think should leave you at zero fallout stress, because you should have started with zero stress for this. Alright. So you only have five. Okay. Nice, right. just above. So uh, describe how you whiff
1: this. Stetson tries to run in, beg out something, but his uh leading foot sort of slips out for a moment and he throws the punch a little too early leaving him wide open yeah and uh Adolfo
0: capitalizes an open palm strikes you across the side of the face it's kind of insulting it's almost like a slap more than a punch and just sends you sends you sprawling counter yeah exactly (laughs) come now you need to be quicker than
1: that if you want to save your friends fine you want fast? I'll give you fast. Satin is going to activate the ability faster, 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 giving his uh, fists the kill dice of d10, loud. Nice. Because <laughs> he's 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 gonna make this hurt, and he's gonna make this flashy. All right, do it. So let's let's try to strike this guy again. All right. Difficult, uh, difficulty?
0: Yeah, difficulty one.
1: All right. Oof, that's a failure. Damn.
0: Um, okay, yeah. Give me that, give me that D10 blood.
1: Oof, Oof, that's a nine.
0: Bringing you to 14, which means an automatic fallout, whether it's major or minor is the thing. Luckily, it's minor. Um, alright, so describe to me how you were going after him.
1: Kind of in a low-to-the-ground sort of dash. He tries to go in for one sweeping uppercut. But, uh, it doesn't work out. Once again, his target steps back, and he's left completely wide open once again.
0: Yeah. And this time, Adolfo strikes. Um, he kind of mirrors your uppercut, clearly, like, mocking you, and rakes the sunblade knuckles he has from essentially, like, the top of your left breast up your neck and up your face. Um, now, we recognize we see this scar the entire time we've known Setson of these four lines rate all the way up. You can feel it cut to the bone of your jaw. And, uh, yeah, blood splatters up and on Adolfo, seeing he gives this ridiculous, cackling, evil smile. Um, and you can feel around the wound uh, a searing. You recognize this now as the same searing that hit your compatriots. uh, Rio in the cheek and Valentine in the back of the neck. God. (laughs) Oh. What's the matter?
1: (laughs) Don't like when someone hits back. You're gonna... have to hit a lot harder than that. To keep me down. Mm.
0: Of course. Of course I will. Come now. Land something. You're getting awfully boring. And you can see Yuri in the distance is bristling. Um, he definitely is getting extremely tired of uh, just standing there, and Rio has finally gotten back up to her feet, uh, and she's also livid. You see the mark on her cheek has settled in. Uh, a little sunburst.
1: Now, I think we should establish something about the code of the sum of the Infinite Fist. When you are entered in a battle that... You could not possibly win. Forfeiture is not exactly the ideal route to take. However, calling for an assist when uh, your life is in mortal danger is perfectly fine. Setson is going to call for help. I guess try and stand up. Yeah, I think you can stand. I don't, I don't, I don't think this blow knocked you down. In his... In experience, he realizes that doing this any further, this distraction would kill him. This, most likely, is unwinnable for him alone. Yuri! Go in for the assist! Duh!
0: And he leaps in one giant bounding jump off of the edge of this recessed area. Um, And yeah, collapses with his fists bound together. Um, and, and aims to drop it onto this guy's shoulder. Um, yeah, you can make another kill. You can take off the difficulty. All right, that's a nine. Nice. Uh, yeah, go ahead and roll your damage there. It's Only gonna be a four because I missed. That's one. Yeah, you, you still hit the guy.
1: I still hit him. So yeah, describe this. Describe this. Uh, this. This tag team blow. As the opponent sort of dashes backwards out of the way of Yuri's fists, Setsun runs up from the side, strikes him right across the face with a right hook.
0: Yeah, and it definitely rocks his world for a second. His hair definitely gets ruffled. (coughs) Now what? Well now we play a completely different game. (claps) He claps his hands. And, uh, his two compatriots spring into the arena with him. The one stands back and continues to shoot his blow darts through his hand. Manages to land a blow onto Yuri with that, another searing brand onto his upper bicep. But, Yuri, uh, notices him after that fact. And sprints up the stairs, tackling that guy into the wall. And immediately starting to pound his fucking head into it. Ryo stumbles down, draws her blade, and jumps into the arena as well to assist you with the guy with the mace. Let's do this, Setson. Alright.
1: If it kills me. If it kills
0: us. Fine, up in the distance, looks terrified. But he looks up, and you guys can hear a rumbling crash. It's happening. Quickly. This is coming to an
1: end. Alright. Let's not draw this out any longer than it needs to be. I think we're just gonna try and… I want to say evade. Rather than make any sort of attempt to actually harm these guys, because once the god has been killed, our job is done. Sounds good to me. All right, that's a seven.
0: Nice. Uh, take a D eight of fortune stress for me. That's a six. Yikes. Bring bring you to the a total of six. Ranks. All your stress was in it previously blood. Yep. Clear with the fallout. Luckily, no follow up.
1: All right. Good.
0: Yeah, you managed to uh, fend them off in a way where you can escape. What's, uh, What's your
1: plan here? Duck and weave. The mace swings are very wide and very slow, so if we keep trying to make him do something predictable, we won't have a very difficult time staying out of harm's way. Okay,
0: yeah, works for me. And yeah, so you manage to, to back up and, and kind of get your way towards fine. It takes a moment. You, you're, you're you're dodging. You're weaving. Adolfo's throwing fists. Rio is managing to get blades in between people. The mace is swinging wide. And that rumbling crash finally rumbles its way down to where you are. You see this giant pulsing heart of the machine begin to thrum and thrum And Fine starts to scream. Light begins to pour from his eyes and mouth, and his arms bulge. The device you've strapped to the heart of the machine, sending some kind of current into him. Fine! He unhooks himself and looks down. I have it.
1: He has it. I have it. He has it! We have to get out of here, now. Limit. Terminus! Rushes a fucking
0: fist into the ground. Um, a ripple of light spreads through the room, and as it spreads, things begin to change. The original engineers show up. The light passes. Rio's arm reappears, and the rest of the architects wink out of existence. The light fades from Fine's eyes. This supernatural light, at least. And you guys are left in the chamber alone. The acolytes coming out in awe.
1: He did it! He did it! <laughs> ah,
0: incredible! Rio rubs her arm where it is now. Amazing! Valentine awakens. I can't believe it. Yes, but I don't know if I can do that again. We need to run. Right. He looks in terror because though Rio's arm has come back, something has stayed on all of you. And that's the brand. Yuri's has stayed on his arm. Ryoza stayed on her face, Valentine's still on in the back of his neck, and your scar raked up the side of your face hasn't gone anywhere.
1: They can track us. We'll have to go into hiding. Yes. It's fine. It's okay. This time. This time we'll prepare. Right. Now we run. Making sure that uh, everybody is well on their way, Setson's gonna run with the group. And escape. And escape you do.
0: Clearly, the Limit Terminus usage did something so that the architects never noticed you were there. Yet, the magic they imbued within you maintained even in the face of Limit Terminus. The commotion above, once you make it out of the hatch, is, um, insane. You can see that the top of the spire is beginning to drown. This tealish liquid is pooling at an insane rate, like... Tin fire hydrants have been broken in the center near the machine, and it's gushing over the sides of the spire. You see, there are equipped paladins that are trying to drag something immense, a body of some kind, down towards one of the entrances to the Vermisian line, the highest, almost trying to dump it. But the water, or whatever it is, we, of course, now know this as Ichor, is warping people. Things are changing, and though you are pretty naturally gifted physically and are able to escape behind you as you make your exit, you can see something is changing fast. And flee, you do. There's one place that within the spire one can flee before you descend to the depths of madness very few return from, that is the border. Between the civilized world of the Spire and civilizes in quotations, and the heart. That place is derelictus. The sum of the infinite fists rehomes itself within derelictus, hidden within its many darkened alcoves and alleyways. And there they spend many years. And we move through several several years, as one by one the acolytes are picked off. Your pursuit never stops. You were correct. The architects have marked you. And now, we move to the sun's final moment. All your younger acolytes have fled, have been killed in the line of combat, or even worse, have been turned to the side of the solar church with offers of freedom. Now there only remains the five of you fine rio valentine and yori
1: could you tell me a little bit about your uh, your base of operations it's a pretty obvious secret door behind a not so obvious tool shed behind an abandoned building at the very edge of the city we reside in the system is pretty primitive, I would say. It's a secret knock with a hammer that they've left under one of the drawers. It's a wonder no one's found it by now. They'd been raided a few times. There were investigations, but luckily, every time they were able to escape before her, they were found again. They've had to move, finding more tool sheds to connect to buildings and make secret bases in, but this, uh, this wouldn't last. Not forever. Maybe it worked for now, but they were starting to catch on. And they have caught on. This is
0: probably close to ten years after the fact, but nonetheless the pursuit has never ceased. So, time to play a dark little sub-game. Yuri, Valentine, Rio. Who is closest to the door? Probably Yuri. He's usually the one on watch duty. And the door comes down with a crash. You hear Yuri scream back. You guys have been anticipating this assault for a while. You've been tipped off by one of your informants. But nonetheless, he's riddled immediately with bullets. He doesn't go down. He rushes in and tackles one of the architects. You guys can hear him in the the deepest part of your, your little hidden base. But you can hear Yuri screaming for help, his fists pounding into something, and then more gunfire.
1: No. Yuri!
0: Shh! Quiet. I know. I know. We need to be quiet. If we can get the jump on them, we may have more of a chance. Fine is older. Much older now. The ten years have aged him the most of the bunch of you, beyond yourself, of course. Valentine now wears his hair short and cropped, and Rio has only let hers grow. Tightened up in a bun that almost looks painful. Everyone looks grief-stricken immediately. You've watched your friends die now for a long time. This has been a long time coming. But for Yuri to go down first, that was never expected. Footsteps. Come out, come out, wherever you are. It's time to end this,
1: my magic fist-wielding friends. Detson stays quiet. He knows that there is a time strike. That time has not come. He waits.
0: The footsteps continue. They're closer now. Until they enter your little reservoir, this deepest chamber of your base. All of you are hidden behind various boxes and differing dark corners, and a golden light swings in. The same three architects that were hunting you all those years ago All older Adolfo now looks a little grayed The one who shot the blow darts of a kind from his hand Is holding a a small sun hovering above his hand Lighting the room Come now I never took you for cowards Adolfo has one fist clenched around the same knuckles he was bearing before The other around an adapted, long-barreled paladin pistol. Is
1: Setson able to see this? Is he able to realize what they
0: have? Uh, yeah, yeah. The, their, uh, the, the light that the, the light-bearer is carrying definitely illuminates all their weaponry. The mace wielder is still there as well. Now he's carrying two maces, but still. Same guy.
1: Setson looks too fine for a signal. If anybody would know when to strike, it would be him.
0: He gives it some breathing room, and then leaps. Uh... What target are you, uh, are you striking?
1: With Setson's less violent nature, he knows that immediately attacking Adolfo would most likely get him in more trouble than he is already in. However, it would probably be some sort of closure, and he has to take it. Leaping out from behind the boxes he hid behind uh he's gonna do one big direct knee strike to Adelpho okay hell yeah
0: fine then uh, jumps out and attacks the guy with the maces and then Valentine and Rio focus their attack on the one wielding the sun um clearly sort of the, the magic
1: user of the bunch you can give me that kill it's a nine glorious alright give me some damage right d6 not bad it's still damage. It's still damage.
0: Yeah, you get your knee strike in. Um, your your three other companions manage to get their strikes in too, and uh, those other two are, are very clearly momentarily disabled, especially the, the magic wielder. You can feel all of your brands burn. Adolfo uh, goes down to his knees after the knee strike, um, and then looks up at you and cackles.
1: Well, long time no see, Setson. You've certainly aged well. He's going to skip with the words and try to, uh, he's going to try and smash him.
0: Yeah, smash him. So we now add the difficulty, Adolfo's well aware of you, but
1: go ahead. Oh man, that's unfortunate.
0: So it is. Uh, give me a d10 of blood stress. That's an eight. So that's a minor blood fallout. Yeah, Adolfo, uh, I feel like you try to drop like a knee into his face to smash him or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, he just kind of deftly moves his head a little bit lets you slide past him, and then, without even looking, uh, swings his gun arm back and shoots you through the back of your knee. Ah! Ah! Oh, Ho-ho-ho-ho! Tricky-tricky! Nice moves, my friend. Unfortunately, I have a gun. And he cocks it. Uh, could you give me an evade check, please? Alright.
1: That's a four.
0: Alright, give me a d10 fortune, Stress.
1: That's a two. Not bad. Unfortunately... <laughs>
0: Oh, no. Damn. Okay. Um, Valentine or Rio, make your pick. Oh, man. And I won't tell you what the pick is. <laughs> Probably Rio. Okay. Rio steps out and attempts to block him from essentially shooting you in the back of the head. Or your head as it turns. She manages to get a sword strike in. Doesn't quite cut him, just nicks the side of his arm as he moves it. Adolfo spins, gets a an uppercut of this raking knuckle against Rio's chest and then his friend with uh, with with the magic dusts her throws this artificial sun and it takes off the upper third of her head and she collapses to the ground
1: uh, i see what you i see what you did there valentine lets out a, a howl
0: of pain he still has this kosaragama wrapped around the, the same magic user but thankfully the distraction of of attacking rio Uh, allows Valentine in to rip this guy's throat out with the sickle end of the kasuragama. The guy gurgles blood out, and Adolfo looks annoyed. Well, one for one. So it goes. Fine screams, Valentine, run! Valentine looks back at Fine, looks over at you. I can't. I have to stay and assist and see this through. Fine stares him down. His, uh, mace wielder in a headlock. No. You were meant to go. Go. Valentine stutters for a moment. Looks at you, Setson. And says, good luck. I'll need it. He wraps up his chain up into his, up into his coat. And sprints out.
1: Setson looks back up at Adolfo. You know, I'll at least have this. We weren't zero for two. We got one of you and we got one of you good. You're next. You know, honestly, I'm heartbroken that this has to be the outcome. I like your
0: spunk. Your energy. You would have made an astounding operative of the Solar Church. Unfortunately, you've seen that which you should not have. No one should have. And you've unlocked a secret that threatens everyone. Your master over here has at least. I'm truly sorry to see it end like this. Oh,
1: no, you're not. (laughs) You enjoy this. Everybody like you does. The entire goddamn Solar Church. It's either drawing pleasure from hurting those under them, or it's death. (laughs) You know what I enjoy, Setson?
0: I enjoy winning.
1: I had a feeling you'd say that. Time's up. Yeah. And he pulls the trigger. Could you give me an evade before we do this? All right. With uh, difficulty, I'm assuming?
0: With difficulty, yeah.
1: That's a three.
0: Oh, that's painful. Uh, yeah, give me a d12 blood stress.
1: Alright. It's a one.
0: Nice! Only bringing you up to one stress.
1: Yeah. Alright, so what's he doing? Um, he tries to shoot you in the head,
0: but I think you're able to move your head for a moment. I mean, for a moment. You move your head out of the way. And then you hear behind you, Fine cracks this architect's neck, buckles it between his biceps. Distracting Adolfo, probably uh, helping with him missing this pretty much
1: point-blank shot. Um, And you have a moment to react here. With what strength he has left, uh, knock Adolfo under the ground so that Fine can finish him off. Yeah, give it a shot. That's a nine. Nice. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, Yeah, give me a little damage there. That's a five. Glorious. Sweeping under Adolfo's leg, Setson prepares a sharp... Forward kick as he falls forward. I guess this would be enough to send him into the wall. Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, kick him into the wall. Sweep, then kick. Yeah, swept and kick. He
0: thrashes against the wall, leaving a bit of a dent in the in the brickwork of this whole building. Yeah. Yeah, fine Fine drops his corpse and stands shoulder to shoulder with you.
1: Can I stand?
0: Um well, I mean you you, you can't particularly. <laughs> but yeah. I I think I think Fine can help you up. He can take an arm yeah. over his shoulder.
1: Look at that. Two for two.
0: Adolfo spits out some blood. <sighs> well, that was impressive. Truly, truly. And he produces a vial from his coat. It looks like captured, raw moonlight. He pops the cork and swallows it whole. No. Light suffuses his eyes. His veins ripple and pop from his skin. And he drops his coat again.
1: Setson can only watch on in
0: horror. He uh he drops his knuckles and produces another pistol. Enough of this and he unleashes a volley of gunfire at the two of you. Fine Fine tries to shield you with his body, but nonetheless, I need an evade difficulty two.
1: Yeah. That's a three.
0: So give me a, a D twelve blood stress, please.
1: Oh my god! <laughs> oh no, dude! <laughs> Oh, crickets.
0: That is that, isn't it?
1: Oh, crap.
0: Um, yeah. So, you're dead. Bullets rip through. Fine, takes a handful, but the majority of the shots, they ripple up through your body. You probably take four shots up to the right side of your chest. Up, 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 and until you get one through your left eye your right eye. Ah! Fine drops you. He no longer can hold you. He's taking bullets to that arm. He looks up at Adolfo, who's cackling, dropping his magazines, reloading his handguns. And in your final moments of life, you can see Fine is preparing something he claimed he would never use again. Limit to Terminus. The ability mastered in that moment when Limia was killed but you know from your studies with him after the fact that that power that allowed him to do it at once to save all of you inside of that room he would never be able to gain that power again unless he was willing to sacrifice his own life no no but life fades from your eyes and we as the audience manage to see fine grab you by the ankle let out one mournful limit terminus. He flips your corpse up over his head like a flail and crashes it into the ground, and you disappear. We get a shot, standing still, watching Adolfo, in semi-horror, watches Fine drops to the ground, lifeless, with a smug smile. And then you awaken somewhere else in Derelictus. Somewhere you were probably twelve hours ago. A cafe.
1: What What happened?
0: And you're clutching something in your left hand.
1: Setson cautiously opens it up to see what it is. It's a bullet. Oh. Oh.
0: There's something else, too, tied to your belt A pair of gauntlets
1: What? Setson inspects the gauntlets
0: So buried inside one of the gauntlets, the left one, is a note
1: Mm -hmm. You
0: unfurl it and it's very clearly in Fine's handwriting To Setson This is the final measure If you have achieved these, you have been given my life's work That which could possibly make limit terminus achievable without the sacrifice I have had to make to get these to you. The sum of the Infinite Fist is now in your grasp. You are always meant to bear these. Good luck. Fine.
1: Who are you? Who, Who sent me this? I don't understand. I don't understand. I can't... I can't... <sighs> Setson sort of grabs his forehead. Immense headache. He can't remember a thing.
0: And Setson is reborn. Anew in the time stream. Fragments of memories from his old life, shattered in his skull. We get a montage. A series of images. Setson does discover quickly that he remembers his abilities. His place in the world. His... Means to make things disappear From the end of his knuckles He makes money He makes stin By crushing foes And eventually He's hired He has a new friend at this point A young boy named Mob Somebody that's been burdened by a A different kind of order And a different kind of curse And together They're given instructions To descend into the heart The fellow group of Delvers And remove the heart Of a heart's blooded Mustang And so They do Thank you so much For listening to this The first interlude Of Unhallowed Shores This is a Narrative device I personally borrow From the incredible writings of J.C. McRae Also known as Wild Bow A small chance To glimpse backwards at the pasts Of not only our main characters But hopefully in the future The pasts and side stories Of those wrapped around our protagonists I hope you enjoyed And I hope you anticipate Returning to our primary narrative Next week We've got a lot in store for you And as always I thoroughly hope You've enjoyed so far. If you ever have any questions, comments, concerns, ideas, thoughts, or just general musings on the show, please feel free to send them my way at sillynell at Twitter, or on our personal Twitter at the Savage Godlings. Thank you so much for your time this
1: week, my friends. Safe travels.